Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! <laughs> The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Thank you for joining us on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. And I have lots to be thankful for to Larson, which I'll be sharing with you in the next three segments, and then you'll know why I am wearing the bandit shirt and it's all because of betsy at larson so anyway if you stay tuned for segment two three and four you'll hear more about that but if you're wondering why i'm wearing bunny ears and it's not actually easter yet is because we're in the middle of the bunny tryout sweetheart the miniature therapy horse is a finalist in the 2022 cadbury bunny tryouts sweetheart is a little hero she gives love and support to survivors and those who are traumatized by tragic events. And now she needs you to help her. And today, the day we recorded this show, the 22nd is the last day till midnight tonight for you to vote. And you can vote every single day since the competition started. So if you haven't voted, you should be voting. And if you have voted, but not today, vote again before midnight tonight so that our little sweetheart, who we claim as belonging here in the horse capital of the world, can win. And then the next time you'll see her in ears will be on the television in the Cadbury chocolate commercial. So I think that's really exciting. Congratulations that she made it into the top 10 out of 14,000 entries. She was running second last time I checked. This is the UPC up on the screen. If you're watching us either on Equus Television or social media, you can see the UPC right there. You can scan that and um, vote for sweetheart because she's sweet and she deserves to win so um yes if you're on your cell phone you can um you can just scan that and the link was up there too so that's where i'm wearing her bunny ears in her honor and in the hope and we certainly do hope that she is announced as the winner and we get to see her on the television this is a lady i think everybody should know maria from midnight rose what a lovely lady she is. She's my newest friend. I'm absolutely thrilled to know her. Um, she is an equestrian, obviously. And she is also a massage, licensed massage therapist. And she also massages horses as well. She does equine structural integration, rider connective tissue work, confidence coaching in person, remote evaluations, integ integration clinics, does discount for multi-horse and massage packages. Um, she is amazing. It is body work actually customized for you and your horse. I went to her farm last Friday. 
was it last Friday? Yes, I believe it was. And I got the best massage of my entire life. So I'm just going to tell you that this lady knows how to do it. She knows how to tackle problems like mine, for example, breaking my neck last year. I'm a little bit more tender with the plate in there than I used to be. And um, she's amazing. And it was the first time I think I left um, anywhere without a headache in a very long time. <laughs> Satisfaction guaranteed or your session is free. She's amazing, and um, this is her right here. This is her brochure and information, um, and her telephone number is 253-670-0386, uh, or you can go to midnightrosellc.com for more information. So she is wonderful. Um, she's going to come in the studio, I, I believe, next week and do a uh, demonstration uh, in here for us, and we're also going to go out on site and get her demonstrating uh, on a horse as well so we can see that so wonderful wonderful lady get in touch with Maria uh, the great American uh, Grand Prix $500,000 Grand Prix is Sunday March the 27th that is the one day one champion it hits it's the closeout of the hit season it's always very exciting usually the best of the best riding the top people usually in that Grand Prix I'm very excited to be able to be part of that and be out there um, getting some video and things to share with you of some of definitely the best riders from around the world. So uh, that'll be out at HITS at Post Time Farm this Sunday, March 27th. Uh, a little story for you. A 911 call was truly a horse of a different colour. First responders in Suffolk County, Long Island, responded to an emergency call on Sunday morning of a horse trapped in the pool in the backyard of a residential home. Penny, a three-year-old black mare, of course she was a mare, <laughs> was stuck in the deep end of the in-ground pool, bless her, had her owner's residence, got entangled in the pool cover. With help from the fire department and emergency services, they managed to free her and lead her out through the shallow end of the pool after the rescue. Smiling first responders posed for a picture with Penny. Aren't we glad Penny got out of the pool? <laughs> it's a good thing. Uh, don't forget that coming up very, very rapidly, uh, March 23rd, uh, that is tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. So if you're listening on the radio, you missed it because it airs on Saturday on the radio. <laughs> Today's the 22nd. So the 23rd, that's tomorrow. It is the 50-year birthday celebration of Foolish Pleasure, who was born and raised in Williston, just north of Ocala. It's going to be at Heritage Park. It's going to be at six o'clock. I forgot about it, but I am going to be there because I was just reminded by my own news segment to not miss it. And actually, I didn't forget about it. I just forgot what date it was. So um, that is the 50th year celebration of Foolish Pleasure, a true champion born here in Florida. So it should be exciting to go to that. Don't forget that May 8th from 9 to 12, at the Florida Horse Park, we have the Superhero 5K run for Rovera. The Rovera family are facing some very serious medical challenges and medical financial um, bill, bills and situation right now, and we'd really like to help support them. Um, you can do distance donations and not necessarily attend, but we would love it if you attended. There is a one-mile option as well. $25 per participant. Groups are welcome. And again, that is at the Florida Horse Park. And that is from 9 to 12 on May the 8th. So in a crazy world, um, 
that we're in at the moment with so many things going on. Um, I've mentioned before on the show that obviously the um, FEI and the USEF are very concerned about the situation in Ukraine, as we all are. And the USEF actually established a Ukraine relief fund in association with the FEI to provide support to the equestrian community of Ukraine. Sometimes we think only about the two-legged people that are suffering, obviously, and that is terrible, and our prayers and thoughts go out to all of them. But there are the four-leggeds, and we are the voice for the four-leggeds, and sometimes we're the only rescue option they have because they don't know what to do or where to go. So all funds collected will go to the FEI Solidarity Relief Fund and go directly to those in need of support. The FEI is liaising with the Ukrainian Equestrian Federation, the UEF, and neighboring countries to facilitate their support. And the USEF Board of Directors has committed to allocating additional relief funds. In, FE in February, the FEI pledged a million Swiss francs the equestrian community in Ukraine following the invasion by Russia. The funds have been used to set up a temporary stable for horses being evacuated to Poland. The first trip from Kiev on Saturday was a success with eight horses transported safely outside the country. Another 18 crossed the border on Sunday and arrived also at a temporary stable in Poland. So, um, you know, we're thrilled um, and and ecstatic that there is action obviously to help the horses as well as the people um, reinforcing the importance of the re Ukraine relief effort Tom O'Mara who will be with us on the show next week said that the US equestrian community always comes together to help fellow equestrians and horses in need and that is so true so thank you Tom O'Mara thank you to um, those organizations for doing their part um, I want to just pop over, jump on a few and ride them across the border. But you know me, I'm a bit of a wild adventurous. We'll be back in just a few minutes and we'll have Dr. Adam Kayot. And we've had a lot of wet weather lately. So we're going to talk about abscesses. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show.
This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. With over 70 years of collective experience in the horse industry, Lipchip was built with integrity by horsemen for horsemen. Introducing the ChipLink system, powered by Lipchip, where a 15-digit unique ID becomes a key to unlock not only identity, but also health paperwork, owner information, and even photos of each horse. So simple, even a child can do it. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. Enhance your horse's performance, fitness, strength, and rehabilitation with state-of-the-art equipment. ETI treadmills offer the finest European engineering, the highest quality filtration, and no chemicals are required. Follow Equine Therapy International on social media or at equinetherapyint.com. Equine Therapy International provides technologically advanced therapy for horses worldwide. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton here at the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion in the horse capital of the world, visiting with the one-armed bandit, John Payne, courtesy of Larson Hay. Larson never, ever goes wrong with interviews or with Hay. I can tell you for sure this is going to be a good one. John has a phenomenal story going all the way back to when he was 20 years old. So just a couple of years ago when he had a uh, bad accident, 7,200 volts of electricity. Uh, what? Well, you didn't plan it, did you? I did that on purpose. I always wanted to be the one-armed bandit. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, right? People asked me, said, uh, uh, was that an accident? I said, no, no, I did it on purpose. Always got to come back. So anyway, continue, continue yeah. with the interview. Yes. So we're going to carry on now. Tell us a bit about. <laughs> like I said, this is going to be the, the, the best interview we've ever done. <laughs> little boy had a pocket knife, had a big pocket knife in his back, and I said, "How fast are you with that knife, son?" So he grabs it, and I go, "I beat him." <laughs> this arm is pretty darn handy not to have a hand on it. Are you right-handed? Am I right-handed? <laughs> Do I look right-handed? Okay, wait a minute. I think I'm left-handed. You must be. I used to ride Bronx, and uh, I knew I was in trouble when the dead gum pickup man come up to shoot and look in there and see I ain't ha don't have but one arm, and he says, well, which side did I pick you up on? And I said, ain't got but one side. You can't figure that out. <laughs> Some of them pickup men been kicked in the head a few times. But I got electrocuted once, 20. And uh, I think that's the incident she was speaking of. That's when the one-armed bandit was born. Um, the first guy called me one-armed bandit. I grabbed him by the throat, kicked his legs out from under him, and threw him on the ground. 
<laughs> and I said, if I want to be called the one-armed bandit, I'll let you know. But from now on, you know me as John Payne. So, anyway. so you weren't entirely receptive to that right away. Nah, the one-armed bandit, that was, see, uh, I wasn't used to that one-armed stuff. I'm kind of used to it now. Uh, I was born and raised on a ranch, and uh, there was no one-armed people around us. They, them them one-armed people kind of give me the heebie-jeebies. I don't like hanging around them. So you didn't really know how to handle it to start with. But I've been looking for a good one-armed woman. <laughs> I want to start this wrestling match even. So tell us a little bit about growing up, first of all, on the ranch. So you were always around four-leggeds, right? Right from when you could walk. Yeah. Dad dropped Mom off at the doctor's office, and he went and fed cattle and come back by and picked her up, and, and uh, there was two of us then. And uh, took me home, and I was raised up on a ranch, and it was a working ranch. Uh, if you can walk, you can work. And, uh, uh, you know, I started riding horses. My brothers put me on horses when I could hold my neck stiff. You know, a baby finally gets where he can teeter-totter his head, you know, and, and I started riding horses then, and I've been riding horses ever since. Horses keep you in good shape, and everybody says the dog is a man's best friend. They didn't ride dogs when they went west to settle the western country. They rode horses. And when you rob banks, you ain't going to be riding a horse off. You're going to be riding a horse. I mean, a dog off, you're going to be riding a horse. So anyway, I say horses are man's best friends. Um, hands down. Or should I say hand down? <laughs> just, just hand, yeah. Just one. <laughs> so uh, when I got here to uh, Ocala, I'd been to, uh, down at uh, Okeechobee. And uh, I'm a cowboy. I'm not cheap. I'm fugal. So I look at their hay and you got $38.50 alfalfa. You got $25 orchard grass or something. And then you got $8 uh, yes, that coastal hay. So you know what I bought? I bought the coastal. Well, these old horses of mine take one lap around the ring. They'd go up on top of the trailer. And this old horse here, he never run off and I could trot him around point left or right, take the bridle off and, and left and right and all that stuff. I was a big star until I got up here and Larson's uh, said, we'll uh, sponsor the bandit and uh, we'll furnish his hay. So when somebody else is buying my stuff, I get pretty particular. I said, no, nah, I want that stuff over there, that good green stuff. So last night after them eating that hay, this horse run off with me, made about three laps, 90 miles an hour around the arena. And I'm trying to make it look like I'm in control. And the announcer just about got run over. He needs to watch out. When the bandit's in the arena, he needs to have his eyes on the bandit. Because he just about got KO'd. Then I'd have to be the announcer. But uh, my horses come out and they make about 15 laps. Like a dead gum bumblebee in a fruit yard. You well, that Larson hay, dirt gum sure is stout, strong, gives them lots of energy. So if you want your horse to look good and have lots of energy, feed that Larson hay. And if you want an old trail riding horse that don't want to walk, well, feed him that coastal I got down at Okeechobee. 
Oh, yeah, you made me cry. <laughs> so what do you think is going to happen when you get the coastal back out for the horses next stop and they say, no, we're running back to Larson? <laughs> well, when I got down to Okeechobee there, you know, I fed them a hay and they run over there and they took their mouth open and, and uh, then they looked at me like, that's the best you can do? <laughs> that's what's going to happen after Larson Hay. Sorry, there's no going back. <laughs> yeah, that reminded me one time somebody gave me a pot-bellied pig, so I butchered it. And the wife cooked it, and it stunk the whole house up. So I just throwed it out the door to the dogs. The dogs just run over to bite it and get it before anything else does. And their mouth flies open. They get real close to it, but they just can't shut their mouth on it. it, it that, you know, pot belly pig don't taste good. It's like coastal hay. Okay, let's continue <laughs> with the interview. Now, uh, yes, this is kind of a long interview. I'm getting kind of thirsty. I'll pick that up later. <laughs> now, like I said, his old arm pretty darn handy to have around. It sure is. So after the accident, you were on the roof, you were on a construction site, 7,200 volts for 10 seconds. You burnt your belly up, you burnt your arm up, you burnt your leg up. You thought you were going to lose your leg for a little while, I think. And you didn't, which was good because you really need that to ride. But I think somehow knowing you, having met you, I think you would have made that work too. If you'd only had one leg, you'd have handled it. But after the accident and the recovery, how long was it before you said, I'm not going to stop riding. I'm going to get right back in the saddle. I'm going to make this work and I'm going to figure it out. And, and how long was that kind of that whole process? Well, that was a lot of questions. I'll try to get yeah. some of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they said they want to cut my arm off right here. And then they said, uh, when you come through here, it blew your guts out right here, that we're going to have to fix your guts up. And then you see this leg from here to here, it burnt to the bone. So they said, we're going to have to cut your leg off right here. And I said, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We, uh, we're going to have to leave the leg on because I ride horses and I'm a cowboy. And the doctor said. The doctor said, hold that thought. Because Gigi gave us the this, uh -huh. which is the finger, yeah, which is the equivalent of we have to break just for a second. So hold that thought and we'll be back on the Horse Talk Show with the one-armed bandit. So now you're a bit confused because that was not Dr. Chaos with abscesses, but it was why I'm wearing the bandit shirt. That was the one-armed bandit, John Payne. It was phenomenal. I have his autograph picture here. Travels all over the country doing the most amazing, incredible things with animals, getting them on the top of the trailer. I was in the truck. I'll share the photo with you in the last segment. Got to see that it was a wonderful experience. Now we're going to have Dr. K out with abscesses for you. Then we're going to come back and have John Payne for two more segments, the one-armed bandit. So stay with us. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. And Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com.
piranha. Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care seeks to be a leading international veterinary practice that provides state-of-the-art veterinary care to their patients while fostering professional relationships with their clients that stand the test of time. For 24-7 and the best in equine care, check out Peterson and Smith at petersonsmith.com or like them on Facebook now for more information. Hey, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. Here at Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, I have Dr. Adam Kayot here with me, and we're going to talk a little bit about something we see quite a bit in Florida, and that is hoof abscesses. Dr. Kayot, when you go out to, um, first of all, I'm sure there's cases where you go out to do a lameness exam, the person may not know, because it's not always obvious immediately when a horse has one, especially if it's up inside. Uh, how do you evaluate a horse that is having a foot problem to discover there's an abscess? Well, the first thing, first thing I do is um, I typically will get my hoof testers, which are basically these big plier looking like things and I'll pick the foot up and then I'll I'll put I'll use those to put pressure on all the way around the foot um, looking for reaction to that pressure obviously they can't tell us where it hurts or that sort of thing um, with with hoof abscesses generally it's pretty dramatic when when you hit the right spot because I mean think of it it's it's basically a pimple you know like a, a, it's a, basically a boil on their foot so um, if you squeeze that it's going to be painful and they're going to react um, that's a great thing because then then we have we have a diagnosis of, of what's causing this typically hoof abscesses are grade four to five lameness out of five so they're barely weight bearing a lot of times and and so the number one thing that comes to my mind when um, when a client says my horse is, is three-legged lame, not wanting to put weight on it, there doesn't seem to be any swelling. Um, that's kind of your go-to. Like kind of that's go probably what probably it is. Probably a hoof abscess. That's probably right because it can it can cause a fracture. What we call fracture lameness, without it obviously being fractured. So um, uh, that's generally a good thing, and that's what I'll tell the client probably a hoof abscess come out and it, it's great that um you know if if i if i put those hoof testers on and i and i and i'm going around and then i hit the spot and the horse reacts then i'll try to dig with my hoof knife to see if i sometimes you'll see a crack and you can follow that follow that crack because basically what happens is the hoof gets a crack in it dirt and smudge get get up in that crack into the sensitive part of the foot it seals off it causes a big you know it, it gets infected and, and causes a, a an abscess and sometimes you can follow that crack and you're able to carve it out and it's very nice if you get an, an eruption of pus that comes out of there because then you know oh this is awesome this is going to get better relatively quickly and, and 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 not be an issue to deal with sometimes you're not as lucky and then you have to treat the horse and, and typically we try to use osmotic agents to help pull that pull it out, pull it to the surface. I'll have them uh, soak the horse in, in an Epsom salt foot bath. And then we uh, wrap the foot after that, you know, about 15, 20 minutes soaking. And then, then after that, we'll put um, 
several osmotic agents, ichthamol, magna paste, whatever your favorite osmotic agent is, and try to help draw that to draw that out, you know. And, and sometimes it can take upwards of a week or a little bit more for that to happen. You may not always see a um, you know pus come to the surface, or you might not always see it, it break open, but you'll notice the horses obviously much more comfortable and 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 that's a yeah that's a relief for the horse it, it you know it it's really hurts of of exist, yeah right? you got it exactly <laughs> exactly so elegant i know that's, that's right. what i always visualize yep. when that happens yeah so and, and and when that happens there's obviously a lot of a lot of relief um sometimes the ones that we call gravels so those are the ones that travel up and they actually erupt out at the coronary band a lot of times you'll see those or you'll notice flies congregating to where that happened and and that gives you a good indication that that the abscess is broken i typically will have people continue to soak after that for about a week you don't necessarily have to pack it anymore because it's already come up but but getting that getting that epsom salt and drying that area out and getting that soaked down in there is is a big help and and it helps you know uh, clean up the the abscess and 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 then you can go on and uh you know hopefully ride the horse and do whatever you want now um do you ever see any ongoing issues from an abscess and do you ever have occurrences of laminitis from that i've never had an occurrence of laminitis though you know you do get worried about the good leg because sometimes they can be non-weight bearing but it tends to be not long enough to where you got to seriously worry about the good leg being laminitics not like a fracture and and that sort of thing so most of the time those horses do do well there are rarely but there are um, cases of, of an abscess going into the coffin bone and that sort of thing and the horse having to be on antibiotics that brings up another point typically i don't put these horses on antibiotics um, because that just lengthens the time you want that abscess to, to get to a head and and get big and break out um, after that has happened then maybe I'll weigh, you know, does this horse need to be on antibiotics depending on how bad the abscess was. Um, but typically I don't necessarily put them on antibiotics right at the beginning. Um, but, you know, some abscesses can be bad and they have gone into the coffin bone and you need to be on a long-term antibiotic. Luckily that doesn't happen very often and it's not likely to happen. Um, but that's always in the back of our mind that, that it's a possibility and, you know, you deal with that as it comes along. Do we know what causes a horse to have an abscess? Well, it's like I said, it's typically a break in the hoof um, at that, that leads to the sensitive lamina or the live part of the foot. Dirt gets in there, fecal material, whatever. I mean, they're walking around in dirt and mud and everything else during the day. That gets in there and seals off and you have an infection that ends up happening. So just like any, you know, any puncture that happens in a leg or on the skin, it can get infected just, just from that. You can look at a crack in a foot as that sort of thing. So and do, do horses tend to be some horses more predisposed, maybe because their feet are not as hard as other horses, perhaps? Certainly the ones that, ones that don't have as hard, hard a foot are more likely to get cracks and more likely to get abscesses. The other thing that happens, horses that have foundered, meaning they have rotation in the coffin, coffin bone, um, are more likely to have hoof abscesses just because the forces on the foot are not what mother nature intended. So they have different forces on the foot, different areas where they're more prone to, to cracking and, and, and that sort of thing. So horses that have foundered typically do get are prone to abscessing and then certainly horses that have a, a softer foot 
so to speak, a softer foot or ones that tend to be out in an area that tends to be more wet that, that allows their foot to, to continue to be uh, soft, those, those can be more, more prone to abscesses. I, I, for those types of horses, I do a lot of times recommend putting shoes on, having shoes put on because the ones that crack, that can help prevent that from happening, can help prevent the cracking from getting worse. And, and so you can, you know, minimize bad things down the line. And as a veterinarian, do you, when you're working with a client who has a horse that tends to have hoof issues or that has had laminitis, do you like to kind of converse, communicate at all with the farrier and recommendations, or do you generally do that directly with the client? No, I, I talk with farriers all the time. Um, <clears throat> certainly, I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm not an expert farrier by any chance. I don't tell them necessarily what to do with the, you know, with their job, but I will uh, tell them what's going on medically with the horse, and then we can kind of work together and figure out a good plan. Do you think this will work, or, 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 you know, or, or whatever? And, and so, yeah, a lot of times, um, you know, we get everybody on the same page. You're more likely for a good outcome. And you probably find in the summertime that abscesses are more of a problem, wet ground and uh, and whatnot, more mud. Certainly in the in the rainy season um, down here, which is summertime, definitely uh, you definitely see it more often. Or when when there's been a lot of rain, hurricane, um, and, and what's left out after that, you know, certainly that that can deluge us with water, um, and and you're definitely more likely to see you know, all of a sudden a bunch of abscesses pop up, you know, pop up. I'm, I'm, <laughs> and no, hopefully pop no, out. No pun intended. <laughs> Dr. Adam Kayot here at Peterson Smith Equine Hospital in Ocala, the horse capital for the Horse Talk Show. Current equine microchips can migrate by up to 30%, causing difficulty when scanning. With over 70 years of collective horse industry experience, Lipchip offers a new, more effective method of microchipping, partnering with veterinarians and technology experts to ensure humane and practical microchipping. Lipchip was built by horsemen for horsemen. Nowadays, the performance horse industry is in need of both integrity and transparency. Lipchip is the future of horse microchipping, with cutting-edge technology functional for every discipline. Find Lipchip on social media and for more information, lipchipllc.com. The future is here. The future is Lipchip. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC. It makes a world of difference. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. Debbie and George and the staff at Gentle Carousel Miniature Therapy Horses, one of the largest equine therapy programs in the world, take teams of tiny horses to visit thousands of adults and children inside hospitals and in hospice care. They visit with families, first responders and veterans. 
who have experienced traumatic events. This multiple award-winning 501c3 is celebrating over 25 years of service, bringing hope and peace to the bedsides of many, some who are in the final moments of life. For more information or to donate, go to gentlecarouselminiaturetherapyhorses.com like them on social media and help them make a difference that really counts. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You ever heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Back on the Horse Talk Show here at the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion, courtesy of Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa, bringing you a sponsored bandit of theirs, a one-armed bandit, no less, in the uh, Hall of Fame, right? Uh, pretty yeah, pretty big deal, right? Some of them. Um, <laughs> that's another story. We'll get into that later. <laughs> anyway, the doctor said, we're going to cut this off, we're going to cut this off, we're going to tidy this up and and uh, he said uh, I said nah we're gonna leave the leg on and he says well do you want to live or do you want to die he said you're gonna get infection and you're gonna die if you don't cut the arm off and the leg off and I said well let me ask you a question do you want to live or do you want to die he says what do you mean and I said you cut my leg off you're gonna know what I mean I said, that leg better be on when I wake up in the recovery room. And it was, I, I forgot where I was at. I couldn't move, I was trying to move my arm, but I couldn't find it. I thought I was laying on it. Well, I raised up and it wasn't back there. I'm thinking, well, where'd that arm go? So I finally went this way and I found it. Well, they'd cut it off. First thing I did was grab my legs. I had both legs on there. So I knew they wasn't going to cut my, I knew they didn't cut my leg off. So, uh, no. Um, so anyway, I was supposed to be in hospital eight weeks and I checked myself out in five weeks. Went home and started breaking horses. And first horse I tied up was a horse I bought at the, while I was in the hospital. Brother Bob sold him to me. And I tied this horse up. He reared back and come forward and struck me right here in the shoulder and ripped me open that wide and that dead gum deep. I mean, just tore my arm up. Well, it bled like a stuck hog, and I walked to the house, just a trail of blood, and uh, my mom came home. 
She was going to take me get it sewed up and all that stuff. And I said, Mom, just wrap up the towel. I'll never use that dead gum arm anyway. So, but having one arm and in the show business with a name like One Arm Bandit, they'll forget John Payne, but they won't forget One Arm Bandit, especially if they ever meet me. <laughs> you are unforgettable. There's no doubt. How long after the recovery from the accident did you become well known as the One Arm Bandit? Oh, I, After you beat the guy up who called you the one-armed bandit. I didn't beat him up. I just choked him. Oh, okay. Uh, Flor the Florida connection. Uh, we'd come down here and buy bulls, wild bulls. We'd buy anything that they could uh, catch, and we'd take them to Oklahoma and sort them seven different ways. And Dad bought a bunch of bulls uh, from down here in Okeechobee, and I took them to the rodeo. A, a stock contractor bought them, and he took them to the rodeo, and I went to see them buck. And the act sucked. Civil War reenactment show they'd lose your hat and they'd get off get the or hat and the horses run off and uh i drank just enough beer when the stock contractor walked by i said damn walter that act sucked <laughs> and so he wheeled around and said what did you say as i repeated he said we'll just let you be the entertainment next year so that was in 1986 in 87, I brought my truck and trailer to Ponca City and put five quarry-inch steers up on top of an old homemade trailer. And that was the beginning of my career. And the first phone call I got, they said, well, it started raining the third performance and all I had was rock crusher belting on there. So uh, horse fell off trailer and uh, he was all right and I was all right. Well, the first phone call I got was, are you that one-armed guy that jumps your horse off top trailer? Well, the way you got some of it right. <laughs> that was in uh, 86, 87. I come back and did the show. Uh, th it was 87 when they called me. I, I joined the PRCA in 88, and that was 35 years ago. So uh, I've been the entertainer of the year 30 times. 30 times. 30. That's pretty, uh, pretty amazing. But they only gave it to me 15 times. They only gave it to you 15 times. Yeah, that was the rest of the story. <laughs> I, I say that all the time, and it, it uh, you know, I'm just joking. The other acts know that I'm joking, and, uh, you know, we all work together. I try to get them jobs, and they try to get me jobs. And I'm just an old boy that got killed once, and when I come back, I decided to have a good time with what time I have left. And you never know. I didn't know I was going to be dead at the end of that work day. I was dead for five minutes, received CPR by a man. Excuse me. If it had been a woman. <laughs> now, I got over the electrocution, and I have no problem with being one arm. If I don't want to do something like get that pile of crap out of the way. Well, hell, I'll act like I can't grab a handle and some two-arm guy do it for me. So it's got its advantages. And uh, if you're going to have a good time, it's in your state of mind. If I was thrown in the federal penitentiary, I'd be having a good time. So Let's not try that because we, we want to see the act tonight. So there tell us. There have been some close calls. <laughs> so tell us, some of the top rodeo announcers have said, that if the act goes right, it's going to be awesome. If the act goes wrong, it's still going to be awesome. She's been reading up on me. 
I got a photographic memory. It's useful. This is the deal. My show is not an act. It's a horsemanship demonstration. And um, just like last night, everything went didn't go perfect. So I get the mic from the announcer, and I talk to the crowd for a minute, minute and a half. So I was an entertainer growing up through school. Used to get spankings for it, and now I get paid for it. So I, some people are born entertainers. And my dad always said, yeah, John always had a little more energy than the rest of the boys. <laughs> But there's five of us boys, and uh, somebody had to be the black sheep. That's me. I just took all the pressure off the other guys. So I like being the bad boy bandit, black sheep. You know, somebody's got to be that. So I go down the road having a good time, meeting good people all over the country, like um, Richard Larson yeah, took us guy. out to eat. What a guy. Amazing guy. He listened to my stories for two hours, and when we left, I tried to give him a hundred dollar bill just for sitting there listening to them stories. He wouldn't take it, of course, but uh, I never met a guy like him. Yeah, he's one of a kind. Richard, well, he probably. runs a he runs a top organization, a top hay company, and let me tell you what, no one does it better than Richard Larson. And I have to know, say, he is the he's he's one of a kind. And do you know why he does such a good job? Why he is so successful? He has good hands like Betsy and Sergio. He does. They wouldn't steal two, a straw. Two hands. Yeah. Two hands. Four, four hands. Four hands, yeah. He does. But, he um, really does. He has a great team. I got a check while ago for doing this show, and uh, that don't mean nothing. It's the people I meet and the good times I have. And uh, that when I closed my eyes the last time, and I don't get mouth and mouth and I come back. Um, you know, I'm going to remember the good times. And uh, I'm not going to remember the damn gun money because that money comes and goes. That's just a piece of paper. That's just some figures in the bank. That's the right. good times and the memories and the places that's and the people. Counts. Yeah, that's what counts. She just gave us the finger again. <laughs> her the arm. We got one more segment. With the one-armed bandit, so stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. Brought to you by Larson Hay, here at the Roadie. Thank you to our presenting sponsors of this half of the show, Palm Chevrolet and Larson Hay. Also, thank you to our supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, Equine Performance in Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. 
We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Piranha, your trusted leader in insect control for 50 years. The official fly spray for World Equestrian Center. From the strongest water-based equine spray in the blue bottle to the familiar and longtime favorite in the yellow bottle. Wipe and spray, we've got you covered. If you're looking for effective plant-based fly spray, then look for our zero bite in the green bottle. Check us out online at piranhainc.com. That's P-Y-R-A-N-H-A, piranhainc.com, to learn more about Piranha's entire family of products. Piranha, it works. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Louisa Barton here for the Horse Talk Show on the Sky 97.3 and Equus Television. We're at the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion, courtesy of Larson Farms, and we are visiting with the one-armed bandit. Guess why he's called that? Carrying on the conversation, you'll never believe how handy he is with that right arm. People say, you know, I have a coat on sometimes, and people say, well, why do they call you the one-armed bandit? And I'll go, does that give you any kind of hint? And then when I'm driving down the road and I get going too fast and the highway patrol stopped me, uh, you know, I'll get out. Hey, Pard, how you doing? He says, get your hands in there. And I go, he's both hands. I go, that's all I got. <laughs> I said, just don't shoot. So you, you travel all around the country and you do this act at rodeos and, and sorry, not act, horsemanship demonstration. Right. And, and... Ever been out of the country to do this? Because uh, I'm telling you, this would be a hit in some other places in the world. Yeah, I've been to every province in Canada, and uh, I went to Mexico, and uh, that's another story. No, everybody wanted to go with me until they started seeing these people get their heads cut off and firing squad stuff, and I ended up going down there by myself. That's another story. <laughs> but after you've been killed once, um, what are they going to do to you? That's what are they going to do to you? Kill you again? So tell us about the meanest critter in North America. The what? The meanest critter. I can't roll my R's and I do pronounce my T's because I'm not American. In North America, <laughs> the, mean, the meanest critter. Yes. <laughs> well, the meanest critter in North America is darn sure the buffalo. Yes. And you've trained them to get on top of your trailer. Yeah, and I got some holes poked in my body for doing it too. Mm. They're the meanest critter in North America by far. Um, What's you know, the difference? What do you biggest difference of training them and a horse? A horse is smart. Horse don't come back and try to kill you all the time. A, ze a dead gum, a zebra's kind of bad too, but they'll bite. They'll, they'll bite your arm off. And uh, not the other one, I hope. That reminds me. I used to carry a dog with me. I had a little dog hole over here, and the dog would be sticking her nose out, and some little old kid would walk up there and look at that dog and said, "Was that dog bite?" And I stand up and I go, not very hard. <laughs> but you bite your arm off. Now that's bad. <laughs> if I knew I was going to have so much fun having one arm, I would have cut it off 10 years before. 
But anyway, so you you've taken what for most people would have been kind of a doomsday type of an experience and you've turned it into not just success but happy about success and 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 turned it into something that is now internationally renowned incredible act and and I think everybody's favorite part of the rodeo how does that how does that kind of make you feel as far as and that has to be a big accomplishment most people want to give up after they lose an arm or a limb yeah. Uh, back to that first question, uh, I've been to Mexico, Canada, and on every state in the lower 48, and then I went to Muscat, Oman, and did a show for the king. And that cheap son of a buck only paid me a million dollars. But we got there, and we had to rehearse six times to find out who was the very best. Can I get a loan? Well, that was a long time ago. Uh, so after six rehearses in front of a 30-man council keeping score, there was 14 countries there with the very best and they chose the one-armed bandit to go last and whoever goes last is the best so that that finishes that uh, deal up you know uh, we got about five stories going on at the same time we but did. we can handle it yeah i'm a multitasker yeah so um toughest thing starting to train a horse for the first time after biggest challenge uh the horse is easy I played poker for a living for four years and made straight A's in psychology and never opened a book. So training animals comes easy. And um, the the buffalo, ugh, they try they come back and try to kill you all the time. Why didn't you stick with horses? Why you just it wasn't enough? You were like, oh, I need a bigger challenge with only one arm. I got challenged <laughs> to train tra train these uh, Ranger bullfighting bulls. And I did it and come back. And uh, then he then he told my little girls, have your old man come over and buy some buffaloes. And if he, if he brings a buffalo back in two years, we'll give him a $1,000 bonus. And uh, so I, I called him up. And he's all oh, just kidding your little old girl. And I said, what are you trying to do, back out? So I bought five buffaloes off of him. He picked them out and brought them home and trained them. In two years, I was back to Rapid City, South Dakota, putting the buffaloes on top of the trailer. And I give up many a time on them things, but I'm not very good at giving up. Uh, when I got my arm cut off, there was a guy named Jim Jakes come and saw me, and he only had one hand, dynamite blast. And uh, he had a nice-looking wife, nice-looking kids, and had a nice big ranch. And uh, I got thinking, well, hmm, I might have a chance. So I felt sorry for myself one minute one tear come down my cheek and I wiped that off and I said, you sissy, you get up and kick butt. And um, if you have to, just do it with one arm. You got two legs and you're really smart and really good looking. So you, you got to step up on a lot of people. So uh, my brother was a lawyer and he uh, immediately put me on social security disability. I didn't like nothing about that. I didn't want to go get the check out of the dead gun post office. I dang sure didn't want to go cash it. And soon as I could make a little money, I told them people, I said, quit sending me that dang check. I don't deserve it. I don't, I don't think I earn it and I don't want it. I don't want one darn thing unless I deserve it. And uh, so they said, well, we're going to send it three more months. Maybe you'll come to your senses. And I said, no, I ain't going to come to my senses. I don't want the dang thing. I don't need it. Give it to somebody else. 
And I started paying in Social Security since I was 12 and, and was entitled to it. But I, if, I don't, if I don't deserve it, I don't want it. I so keep, you just went about earning your own? Well, I played poker for four years and uh, rode a few saddle broncs and barebacks and uh, started doing this act. And I make a lot of money, but money don't mean nothing to me. I mean, if I got enough to buy a steak and drink a beer... Uh, and get some gas and next rodeo. I don't care. I, I send the money home, and uh, I don't want over fifteen hundred dollars in my checking account. When they sent all that money over here from uh, Oman, I was a nervous wreck. Somebody's gonna steal all this stuff. I worked hard for it, so I, uh, I, uh, I had I spent six hundred thousand making it, and I brought four hundred thousand home. And when that money was gone, which took six or eight months, it was finally gone. When I had fifteen hundred dollars in the bank, I was happy camper. So I like to have four or five hundred dollars on me in case somebody robs me. I don't want to disappoint them, and uh, I'll gladly give it to them. And uh, you know, I wish them the best. But I, I just want to struggle. I want to be able to <clears throat> have to work for a living. That keeps me healthy, keeps me in good shape, keeps my mind working. And whoever lives the longest is the winner. So, um, money, eh. So, hugely successful, highly sought after. Everybody loves you at the rodeo. Final words for our listeners, advice to anybody who has lost a limb or been through a, a tragedy or a real difficult time where they thought maybe everything they've ever loved and been challenged by, and we have less than one minute for that answer, so. Well, <laughs> People uh, come to this rodeo and they're with a cane or they got a bad back and they think they barely can make it. And then they see the one-armed bandit out there kicking butt and uh, making them proud. And I know I'm inspiration because I hear it all the time. And I'm glad that I am an inspiration to people. Maybe that's the reason God gave me a second chance in life. And when I uh, leave the arena and I get a standing ovation or just some applause and I take uh, you know, take people's worries off of their problem. That's what makes me happy. John Payne, the one-armed bandit brought to you by Larson Hay. What a guy. He certainly is an inspiration. I know I'm going to love seeing him in the rodeo tonight. Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here at the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion. Thank you to our presenting sponsors of this half of the show, Palm Chevrolet and Larson Hay. Also, thank you to our supporting sponsors, Equine Therapy International, Nirvana Medical Spa, Equine Performance in Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Hi, I'm Alan Davies with Equine Therapy International. Today, we're at Engineered Equine Performance, celebrating the new saltwater chilled treadmill. This particular chilled equine saltwater treadmill is a game changer. As you can see, the finest material. UV, ozone, combination of filtration to keep the highest water chemistry standards. Being a saltwater unit, only the finest stainless steel and materials are used. That's important when it comes to longevity and cost of service over the life of the unit. This unit also has integrated massage jets with fine bubbles and coarse air bubbles for the therapy. The control system on this is Siemens industrial grade, top of the line technology, straight from Germany, but also serviceable here in the US.
World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance. Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show, I want to thank John Payne, the one-armed bandit, who loaned me his shirt for the wonderful ride in the truck, because I got to hear the zebra and the horses jump on the back of the truck right behind me as I was uh, Facebook living. That was just a wonderful experience. I waved at Kayla Stevens. Miller and Sons Plumbing, and she took a great photo. Thanks, Kayla, and thanks, Miller and Sons Plumbing. And don't forget, last night, 22nd today, to vote for Sweetheart, the Gentle Carousel Miniature Therapy Horse, so that she can be the Cadbury's Bunny. She's in the top 10 out of 14,000 submissions. She was number two last time we checked out of 10. Vote, 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 while you can. Now we're going to go and have an epic time, because, you know, Dr. Reliance always epic. Epic professional, epic fun. We're going to now take you to the Equine Performance Innovative Centre for Equine Rehab and chat to Dr. Roland. Hope you enjoy. I'm here at the Equine Performance and Innovative Centre with Dr. Alberto Roland, Louisa Barton here. Uh, we've been going through my paces as a horse here at uh, the rehab facility. Dr. Roland is now going to tell us a little bit about laser and something I didn't know until today. I'm very well. Well. Lisa, do you know that laser actually start um, st stands for something? <laughs> wow! Wow! That's a, a good blooper. That's wow. a blooper. Okay. <laughs> okay, cut one more time. <laughs> Trivia question. All right, let's see if I can practice it because it took me a long time to figure this out. You know my accent, no, no. my English language, I'm but you know I'm foreigners, <laughs> the, the whole thing, okay. So, so the L stands for laser, amplification, no, excuse me, the L stands for L, for light. Light, light, light. amplification, amplification. Stimulated, stimulated by emission, by emission of, of radiation. radiation. <laughs> laser. You've got me trained. You got it, you got it. Very good, that was good. Now you just have so, to laser me. So let's laser you. While I laser, I want to talk a little bit about the therapy itself because you're going to hear there are 10, I don't know, probably 10,000 different type of lasers out there. And to be quite honest, all of them are probably pretty good if you use them at the right dose. And that is, that is the trick. And another trivia question is that 
Now we're starting to move a little bit from using the word laser treatment to something more complicated that's called biophotomodulation. Ah, don't worry about it, they're making it very complicated. Anyway, so basically there are many classes of laser. You're gonna hear people talking about one, two, three, four. I'm not gonna give you a huge class about which one are they. We have class fours and we have lower classes as well. Um, it basically is named another trivia question how it affects the eye. A class four affects the eye a lot more than a class two or a class one. Good. All right. This particular one. So, are you going to laser resurface my face today? Um, no, I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna just work on your knee. The cool, the cool thing about the one that we're gonna use right now, it can be used on people as well. Mm -hmm. Right. And actually, most lasers can be used on people, um, horses, dogs etc so what does it do so we put it to the surface and then we start giving a dose of light so we give a dose so it is like a medication you calculate the dose based on the size mm -hmm. of the problem and also on the problem itself so you calculate by the square centimeter and then you move around Mm -hmm. and you provide the right amount of those. And we use the laser to rehab skin lesions, mm -hmm. tendons, joints. Mm -hmm. And this particular one is very cool because I'm gonna change, I'm gonna actually show you something really cool. So you're pressing a lot of buttons. I am pressing a lot of buttons because I'm trying to figure out, I need to turn it off first. <laughs> Then we're gonna turn it on. Mm -hmm. Now for something like my, my knee scar here, is this something that laser does any 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 good on a horse if a horse you know, has a scar that a person wants to um, wants to get rid of? The laser that we are working on here is mostly for injuries okay. or for wounds. The there are other type of lasers that you can go to the surgeon and they can do laser surgery that's a whole different thing so this is okay. called cold laser okay. plastic surgeons use a co2 laser to cut and repair make sense yes okay good now so another cool thing of this particular laser is that it has what we call a blue light and they have found out that if there's a skin infection or an infection going on this blue light is actually antibacterial so yeah it kills bacteria. That's it's, yes, yes, yes. It's very, very convenient. So let's say, let's assume your wound was infected or slightly infected. Mm -hmm. You could treat it with laser. And as a matter of fact, we had a horse recently here that had a bacterial infection who was resistant to most antibiotics. So we put the horse in the hyperbaric chamber and we gave the blue light laser and the horse healed beautiful. That's amazing. Now, how mm -hmm. often would you have to do this blue light and for how long to and would it depend upon the type of infection, yeah. how big, how, mm -hmm. how, but you might see uh, improvement in one treatment or several? As, interestingly, sometimes you see a little improvement in one treatment, which is, it was kind of surprising for me because you say, oh, one treatment, but you can still see the edges getting a little bit of blood mm -hmm. and getting a little better. Obviously, we recommend 10 as the minimum. One is not gonna be enough, but you can see a little bit of improvement sometimes with just one. Incredible, anything else to add on laser? 
There's a lot to add on laser. There's a lot of research going on out there right now. Laser topic is a hot topic, both for people and for horses. And one of my teachings to my clients is that all lasers will probably serve the purpose that you need. You just need to make sure that you have the proper intensity and the proper dose. And some of them penetrate deeper than others. So you have to be mindful of which one is gonna stay on the skin, which is gonna go deeper in the muscle or deeper and deeper. So there's a lot of, there's research that can tell you and we can definitely help you with that as well. Wonderful, thank you, Dr. Roland. We're now going on to some wet rehab, taking uh, it over to the treadmill uh, and the salt water therapy. So I'm looking forward to that. Dr. Roland, as always, he is epic. Equine Performance Innovative Centre talking about rehab for uh, equines. One last mention from Maria, if you didn't hear it in the first segment, wonderful massage therapist for you and your horse. Um, please find her at Midnight Rose LLC. Also, last mention, if it is still the 22nd when you're listening, you must vote tonight for Sweetheart, the Gentle Carousel, Finish Therapy Horse to be the Cadbury Bunny. That's it. I'm checking out. Hope you had a great show. Back next week with Tom O'Mara. And hopefully we'll have Maria in the studio to do a demo, a massage on me, and maybe on a miniature horse. Whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not, happy horsing around. Till the same time next week.